Hey folks, good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this episode. All right, today's episode of the podcast, I got to sit down with the Will Manuel. If you're not familiar with Will Manuel, you soon will be. He is a jiu-jitsu blue belt practicing out of Redemption MMA here in lovely Soldatna. He's also an old friend of mine, one of the first people that I met when I moved up here, and he has experience with intermittent fasting. So we sat down, we discussed intermittent fasting, we discussed this weekend's UFC 229, and we discussed some other shit. All right, folks, uh, before I get going any further with this episode, I got to give a quick solid shout out to the one, the only... Iron Asylum Mental Health and Wellness Center. If you have not been by Iron Asylum, you really should. They're a hell of a gym. They are located in K Beach, and they are really the only gym that I go to. I mean that. They are where I go to uh, to work out, to lift weights, to, um, to to work on my brain and to work on my body, so to speak. I mean, I do kickboxing as well, but that's my spot. That's where I go for my therapy. All right, if you are looking for a place to go, again, they are located off of K Beach near Save You More in lovely Soldat in Alaska. You can find them on Instagram at Iron Asylum AK. You can also find them on Facebook. All right, also quick solid shout out to a strong supporter of, well, most of the shit that I do. It is 5150 Vapes, located also in Soldatna. They have a monster selection of, uh, of vape juices, of box mods, of coils. If you are a vapor, they have what you want and what you need for, uh, for your continued vaping. All right. So this podcast itself was not conceived uh, under the influence of anything, at least uh, at least on Will's side. We did try his Strike Force drink, which uh, works very similar to a nootropic. Which, by the way, we covered nootropics a little bit on this episode. Uh, it's a shot of caffeine, some B twelve vitamins, and he swears by it. So we tried it. I liked it. It was pretty all right. All right, here's my interview, my sit-down, my conversation with Will Manuel. Trap Lord Circuit, take it away. Why, why are you looking at this as balls? For those of you that are listening right now, that was a question from our guest today, Will Manuel, to my dog, Wart, to my other dog, Toothless. We'll see how many interruptions they have during this podcast. Will, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How you doing? Not bad. We're trying Strike Force today. What is Strike Force? Strike Force. As my good buddy, okay, I've never met him before in my life, but Ross Patterson uh, calls the premier energy drink in the biz. You uh, get a little packet, it's a little, about 0.2 mils or something. Concentrated something. Concentrated caffeine and B vitamins. I'm a big fan of concentrates. For those of you that are regular listeners to the podcast, you know that. You uh, put in about 16 ounces of water, they actually... They formulate it so it goes perfectly in a standard water bottle. I am uh, drinking out of my weed water bottle. Hey, drink it out of whatever you want. Some people put it in beer. Some people put it in the or LaCroix drinks. Oh. Man, you put it in your coffee, you'll be seeing sounds. It sounds like an idea. It sounds like a dangerous idea. I think we should do it. You're a medic. Could be dangerous, could be fun. You never know. There's only one way to find out. All right, so um, speaking of only one way to find out, so the last podcast I talked to Nikki Russell from CrossFit Certitude. Right. Uh, we talked about nutrition. We talked about diet. We talked about that sort of thing. 
and you've had some experiences with um, intermittent fasting. Can you talk about like your experiences and the different types of intermittent fasting? That right. was my dog toothless sneezing, by the way. Bless you. Yeah, just stare at me like that. Well, uh, so full disclosure, I'm not a nutritional expert. I'm actually an overweight man who just likes to uh, experiment, experiment, and yeah. fight. And sometimes with fighting, you gotta make certain weights. So uh, earlier this year, around February March time, I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, you can totally cuss. Oh shit! I uh, I, I blew my weight, and I need to cut down to get to the weight class I need to be for the tournament. So there was a in March there was a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu tournament in Anchorage. So I was looking online at some things, and you know, just things like what can I do to cut weight fast but safely. Um, and you know, being a larger person, I can cut weight fast. Not necessarily always the safest, but it's not going to be as huge detriment to my body as say someone who is sixteen percent body fat versus mine. I don't know. I would think that not by any measure an expert uh, on on exercise, but it seems like like if you're trying to dehydrate, it's easier to pull water from muscle than it is it, fat. It is easier to pull water from muscle, but it's not as safe to try and burn the fat fast. Okay. And having more fat, you can burn more fat faster. So uh, one of the things I came across was it was intermittent fasting. And it was, you know, we everyone grows up hearing about fasting, especially if you grew up in a religious family. Um, and I'd done one time back in high school, I fasted for three days as part of a church thing. And I was like, man, fasting it sucks, especially three days worth, no eating food, you know, no drinking anything with calories. But uh made it through that. So when I came across intermittent fasting, I was like, well, I fasted once. I can, uh, I can give this a look and found there's a bunch of different ways to do it. There's your short-term fasts, your medium and your longer-term fasts. Um, so one of the most popular ways is what they call 16 and eight. And that's 16 hours of fasting with an eight hour eating window. And you can kind of customize it to whatever best fits your schedule. Uh, another good one that they do is say like, Hey, just eat normal and then do a 24 hour fast every few days. So like, you know, three days, you'll just eat when you want, however, however much you feel like you need to eat that day. And then for those three days, then you'll take a 24 hour period with no food. Um, then there's, you know, the 72 hour, 48 and 72 hour fast, you know, um, there's a diet out there called the snake diet. They don't call themselves intermittent fasting, but what they do is they'll fast for 72 hours and then they'll eat a little bit and then they'll start fasting again. And you know, that one kind of freaks me out a bit. Uh, like I said, I'm not a nutritional expert, so I don't know everything about how your body utilizes everything and when it needs to utilize everything. Yeah. But I do know that, you know, we, we grew up in a society that decided it was going to make up random rules about what to eat, when to eat, and how to eat based off of flawed uh, scientific research. Well, it, a lot of it was arbitrary. It was, uh, these are your eating times, and then you had other other influences. You had other corporate influences with the sugar industry and fats, and so you saw flawed information be get treated as as law and so for myself like I, I feel like i have to ask questions like you've done this i haven't what were your experiences so that at least i can kind of like like i don't know if we can necessarily even quantify them but 
I've heard doctors recommend intermittent fasting, but then I've also spoken to, you know, CrossFit trainers mm -hmm. who will say, no, that's a, that's a bad idea because you're training. Uh, I've also heard people tell me about, you know, these are all the different health benefits to your autoimmune system. Did you feel any difference and did you do anything like, was there any baseline for you? Uh, you know, I really just kind of, once I came across it and did a little research into it, um, which I, when I say little, I mean very little. Most of my research was actually on the, uh, intermittent fasting subreddit on Reddit. And, um, unlike a lot of Reddit subreddits, they're actually informational instead of just a bunch of douchebags that want to talk shit to everyone. And memes. And memes. And memes. By the way, that sound you hear right now, are uh, two of my dogs getting suit, uh, excited, uh, Toothless is getting love. Wart is not, and so there's there's fighting. They're, now they're fighting for Will's love, and it is what it is. Um. All right. So, how was your experience overall? I it was actually pretty good. Now, towards the end of it, I'll admit I got burnt out on it, but it wasn't just the the IF I got burnt out on. It was like I said, I was doing this as part of a weight cut for a tournament, and um, I got burnt out on the whole just like. Usually a weight cut and a, a fight camp is going to be like two to three months long. Uh, me, I started my my cut late, so it was like I need to do this hard. Um, with IF, generally you're still eating whatever your your metabolic rate demands. So if you need twenty five hundred calories a day, you're still eating twenty five hundred calories a day. If you only need two thousand calories, you're still eating two thousand calories. Me, I cut it down to fifteen hundred. Because I was trying to cut weight. Were you miserable? Uh, it sucked a lot of it, actually. It, that, that first week was horrible. Because I was, you know, I started it at work. So I'm sitting in an office looking at a computer for 10 out of the 12 hours of my work shift. Um, and I decided, okay, so I will start eating at 9 in the morning and stop eating about 5 in the evening. Um, and then that, you know, from five to nine will be my five PM to nine AM will be my 16 hour fasting window. Well, when you start shift at five 30 in the morning and that's actually your busiest part of the shift. So you get up right away and you start your go, go, go for that five 30 to nine period. You got, I got really hungry and I just was miserable because I don't like being hungry. I like feeling satisfied. I don't like being over full, but I like feeling satisfied. I like feeling like, you know, everything's copacetic. Um, as I went on week two, it got easier. Week three, it was much easier. By the last, by the last three, four weeks, it was no problem. It was just kind of, you know, Hey, I can get up. I don't have to worry about like if I need to go somewhere, especially when I was home, I, I work a uh, two week on two week off shift on the slope. If you don't know what the slope is, it's the Arctic of Alaska where we got a, a couple different oil fields. So, Go up there for two weeks, uh, and then I'll come home for two weeks. So when I was home, it was nice because I could just get up. If I had to go somewhere early, I didn't have to get up in a lot of time for making my coffee and making breakfast and eating breakfast and all that. It was pretty much just get up, shit, shower, and shave if I chose to shave that day and uh, hit the road. And I would pre-pack meals, which I, I meal prepped anyway, so... Getting food ready for the next day was no nothing new to me. Um, so it was, I would say it was easier at home. Um, 
But one thing I did notice was, you know, you're talking about training. So the whole time I did IF, I was still training. Now, with my work schedule, uh, being at work for 12-hour shifts and being 800 miles away from home, it wasn't the same type of training as I was doing at home. But I also planned out my, my eating period. My eating period would uh, would end right before I would train at night after shift. Yeah. So I'd had 1,500 calories throughout the day, able to go train, and I was good to go. It wasn't like I was training hungry or starving or anything. I had plenty of fuel in the system to get me through my trainings. Now, did you feel that you um, you were at a deficit uh, training because you weren't like I, I have a, a habit of when I can taking a protein shake after a workout. Right. Do you feel like you were missing something from doing that, or do you feel like I don't know that it was hard to do, it sucked to do, so it made you better? Uh, now, now that you mentioned, okay, so going and training complete fasted for you know twelve hour fast, whatever, even an eight hour fast, and going and training. I can't do that. Um, however, having that eight-hour eating uh, eating window, then going and training, I was fine. And yeah, it, it would have been nice to be able to get a protein shake or, or a banana and some yogurt or something after training. But when I'm at work, really, when I when I train at work, I I'm so used to getting off, going to the gym, and then just going straight to bed. Uh, Eating, kind of, I, I try and budget my time. I want to get as much sleep as I can, and eating cuts in the way of my sleep. So, um, I really didn't see that as a problem, but I did because I don't think because I have, but because I have the calorie deficit anyway that I was doing as part of the weight cut. Um, yeah, my training suffered a little bit at, at work. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, when you were able to like get back to like the real world, where yeah. you're able to like train on a more consistent basis, right? Um, did you notice a difference in your training? And then, what did? How did your um, water intake look? Oh my look god! Like? So, anyone who knows me knows that I drink a lot of water and I piss a lot because of it. Don't worry, folks. I don't have diabetes. I get that checked out regularly because there's a family history. But on a standard day, I'll get at least a gallon and a half of water, and that's on a standard day of, of not doing IF. Okay. With IF, my water intake went up to at least two gallons a day because as you're sitting there on your fasting period while you're awake, you're going, God, I'm hungry. Really, what your stomach is saying to you is, hey, I have nothing in me or I have very little in me, and it starts shrinking, and so that shrinkage of the stomach uh, releases a hormone card called ghrelin, and ghrelin causes that hunger feeling it causes okay. that rumbling in your t- in your stomach saying hey feed me so what's one way to combat that if it's simply a hormonal outcry to yeah. fill your stomach yeah. what can you fill it with when you're fasting pretty much any calorie uh non-calorie liquid so technically black coffee which i was skipping for you know i'm, I'm one of those coffee people I was skipping coffee in the morning because at work the coffee sucks, so I got to put something in it, which means putting calories in it, which means releasing the hormones that cause digestion, which then defeats the fast. So I'd skip black coffee. I did a uh, green tea first thing. Um, so then I'd skip the coffee until I could start eating. But black black coffee, uh, most people say is okay during a fast. Water is obviously okay during a fast. Uh, teas, most teas, so green tea, black tea, those are fine. Um, 
but you know, I, I just did one green tea and then just pounding water all morning long. Um, so yeah, easily two gallons a day. Okay. Both uh, home and work. Now, how long is it uh, before you started feeling a difference in yourself? Uh, like mentally, like, was there like a fog that cleared up or did you like feel like you were performing different? Uh, it was probably a couple weeks, probably a couple weeks into it. You know, your once your body gets used to what you're doing to it. Um, and that, that, you know, honestly, everyone talks about who, who's preaches IF, they say, Hey, yeah, no, I've always walked around. Like I never really realized it, but I guess I've always walked around with this mental fog and, uh, you know, when I started doing this fasting, I just, after a while, this mental fog cleared up and my brain was firing on all cylinders and all that. And I, you know, honestly, I don't recall any of that happening. I understand the, I guess, biochemistry, the physiology behind it. Um, we were at one point hunter gatherers and if we didn't have food, everything we were doing was devoted to getting food which means that our mind had to focus on that job. Now, I think we've evolved a bit since then, obviously. I mean, we have running water. We, we Yeah, we've clearly adapted <laughs> our environment we don't to take us. A, yeah, we don't take a dump in the middle of the woods uh, with guards. With, well, with guards around us every day. The dogs come with me, actually. Oh, perfect, that's, perfect. Yeah, that's, I, bet, I don't know if you knew this. I don't want to say I bet you didn't know. That sounds like a fucking pompous shit to say. But dogs, the reason dogs look around while they're taking a dump is because they're looking to make sure that we're there so that uh, they know that we have their back. So, I actually did know this. Folks, if you're going, if you're, you're watching your dog take a dump, it's, it's not weird. It's part of you. And go ahead and reassure them. If I'm ever around yeah. a dog that's dropping a deuce yeah, like and, and he or she looks back at me... Don't worry, buddy. I got you. Thumbs I'm up. Here. Yeah. I nod my head a little bit. I let them know I'm serious. I'm going to protect you like you protect me. Like we live in Alaska. We have moose. So if my kids are playing outside, we keep the dogs outside. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anything happens to the dogs, it's sad as hell, but um, the dog know, loves to do that. Yeah. He'll, he'll protect Depending on who feet. the dog is. I mean, yeah, this... I don't know. Wart, he, he just likes getting rubbed. Like if there's a choice between him and one of the other dogs, he'll he'll let the other dog take the hit. I don't know. He's yeah. a he's a big dude, though. Yeah, I he's mean, just the moose might be intimidated. Yeah, he's um he is. I think he's part moose actually <laughs> so. on his mother's side. Um, when we got him, we got him in Spokane. His name was Homer, and uh, so we changed his name to Wart, um, General Wart, General Wart, yeah. General Wart, because I didn't know that boy dogs had nipples. What? Yeah, I was. You a, know what? I was a thirty-something-year-old man. I and turned thirty last month. And uh, actually, right before my thirtieth birthday, and it was my my dogs or my mom's dog had nipples, and I questioned it too. Yeah, I felt like I saw bumps down by his <laughs> junk, and I thought he liked to party, and I thought Homer was a stupid name, so I was like, "Yo, General Wart." Yeah. And um, so somebody, like one of the kids' babysitters, pointed out, like, "Oh, like Wart from the Sword in the Stone." Like, fuck yeah, like Wart from the Sword in the Stone. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, that's so, exactly it. That's exactly that's it. Exactly. So general word, because boy dogs have nipples. Perfect. Yeah, so that's Toothless. Perfect. That's Toothless because, uh, I don't know, my kids my kids picked that name. It looks like Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon. I see it. Yeah, so my wife has on her desk at school a Toothless um, piggy bank. Oh, yeah. 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 Then we got the other ones. But 
The other one's just staring out in the woods. Well, yeah, it's Petunia Picklebottom. She heard us talking about Moose, and she's like, yeah, I'm on the job. I'm on the job. I got it, right there. I got it. Some hard centuries. Yeah, that's Petunia Picklebottom. So one of my wife's students had uh, written a story, and the dog's name, or not the dog, the person's name, the hero's name, uh, was Petunia Picklebottom. Okay. And I was like, yeah, that's a that's what this dog's name is now. Picklebottom. Yeah. I love it's it. It's cool. She has an accident in the house. It's like, it's pickle juice. Pickle juice. It <laughs> smells terrible. It, like, it's a... It's like, sour. It's, it's, in the, it's normally in the kitchen. <laughs> you know? And it's like, oh, pickle juice. Pickle juice. Funny Come story. Up. So we got this puppy a long time ago. Uh, back when I was, you know, 17 or 18, still living at home. And my stepdad got this puppy, and one day she pissed all over the all over the floor. She pissed all over the kitchen. I I always run. I was like, if a dog has a no no inside the house, you rub their nose in it and make sure they know right away that that's bad. So what I do? I grabbed her and rubbed her nose in it and told her, bad dog, bad, bad. And then she looked like she was getting ready to drop a deuce again. So I picked her up and was taking her outside. Tell her you do that outside. And she turns around to me and just shoves her nose all in my face and rubs my mouth. And I'm like, I puked right on her. This dog piss covered snout all in my mouth. Oh, man. I don't know if that's the most disgusting or the sexiest thing I've ever heard. Kind of aroused. I feel like we should be eating pretzels right now with peanut butter on them. By pretzels, do you mean? I don't know what I mean. Mm. Show is not for kids. Kind of like a Warshack picture. What does it mean to you? What does it mean to me? Uh, <laughs> um, well, so we got dogs around, so peanut butter is only right. So, so <laughs> the way that you described, we didn't take a frontage road off. We just took a whole new road, whole other, whole other road. We went um, to the backwoods. So, um. Ah. All right, so what you were talking about with, <laughs> with the way that you were eating um, in, in uh, when you were gone uh, for your two weeks sounds a lot like when you're on it, like for our military listeners, like when you're eating on a deployment, you have certain hours, like the chow hall is open. Right. Uh, you know, you have certain hours that you can't eat. Like a lot of places have a 24 hour chow hall. It's something that is, it's something that's doable. Like you can, mm-hmm. you can still accomplish it. You, you might just have to work around it. Yeah, so so one of the work which we don't we we have a chow hall which oddly enough I call a chow hall unless I'm talking to someone uh, one of the company people or someone what do they call higher it? status dining facility oh a defat yeah. yeah no it's a chow hall it's a chow hall yeah. it's a chow hall baby but we also have some and, and that is uh, morning noon and night and uh, if you're working night shift well guess what you don't get hot food if for lunch. But we also have a 23-hour spike room. It's closed for an hour out of the day for cleaning and restocking. And that's like a like a cold... Um, yeah. yeah. Sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, meals you can reheat from the night before. Yeah. So they had... So. Yeah, like cold... Uh, yeah, so they had hotline, yeah. cold line, chow halls. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. That's, so, um, that's all right. So that made it pretty easy. Uh, you know, if... Uh, How's the food up there? Oh God, it's it's hit and miss now. Um, usually, there's something pretty good, but if it's pretty good, it means that you probably shouldn't eat it. 
if you're trying to cut weight or, or keep diet, your fit yeah. or diet or just be in general a healthy lifestyle. Well, to be fair, like I, I think that like my my biggest thing isn't that it's like I I balance out like one healthy meal yeah. with like three shitty meals. Like ah, I had a good healthy vegetarian salad and it was it had X amount of fiber in it and it's so good for me and da 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 and I will wrap that one up with uh, like a uh, a sour apple smooth or Slurpee from fucking Taco Bell. Like that's yeah. like that's how that yeah. works out for me. Like I'm I'm too inconsistent with my diet. So my the thing that I like about intermittent fasting is the it's like the only option is don't eat. Yeah. Uh, well, and but that's that's nice. You know, uh, some some aspects of intermittent fasting which there's like i've only i pretty much just did the 16 and 8 16 hours fasting eight hour window what about chewing gum chewing gum will break your fast it does come with calories it does have certain things in it that will cause your now what a lot of people don't understand about fasting is it's not just not putting calories in your stomach it's also certain things certain flavors certain tastes will also uh release hormones that will cause a, di- a digestive process even if you're not actually digesting food. So that's why that if you're doing a true intermittent fasting or a true fasting state, it's really limited. And now there's argument, like I said, black coffee, green tea, black tea, stuff like that's usually accepted. There's argument on whether or not that actually is accepted as well as vitamins and other supplements. So your alpha brain juries out on whether you can fast and take that at the same time. Well, the jury's fucking stupid. I know, right? Um, so that's that was one thing I didn't do, uh, is I didn't give up my, my normal morning vitamins and supplements. Still took my multivitamins, still took my extra vitamin D, still took my extra uh, B-complex, um, took my ibuprofen. God, I'm, I'm a broke-down human being. I take ibuprofen every day, and that might cause the death of me. Well, uh, have you tried Kratom? Uh, I've tried Kratom once. Okay. Try it again. And try it on a more consistent basis. You know, give it a give it a whirl. Don't just take you know. Try it one time and say you gave it a whirl. It's like, um, like when I took Alpha Brain, uh, and for those of you that that uh, take Alpha Brain on a regular basis, cool, good for you. Yeah, happy for you. And happy for uh, your bank account because it must be fat if you can afford to take that on a regular basis. Well, actually, it's become. I don't want to be like a because they, they aren't paying me to know this much information about them. They actually have now. A like a specific like thirty day to a day um, sixty pill bottle. Yeah, yeah. That you can you can get that uh, sent to you every month, and and if you use the uh, the code ten p atx. Ooh! Shout out to Curtis Hembroff. Shout out to Curtis Hembroff and Tenth Planet Austin. You can save yourself a sweet ten percent. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you save money by uh, I guess like fifteen percent by uh, getting it on a subscription basis. Oh, so, so is that the 10 plus 15? I don't know. I'm not that smart. Which, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Alpha Brain. Um, before every tournament I do, I take at least four. So um, I'll start the day, you know, I'll get up in the morning. Uh, no matter what time my, my weight class starts, I'll get up in the morning, take two of them, and then take two roughly an hour before my weight class starts. The first time I took Alpha Brain, I, uh, I had the only way I can describe it, it's like a psychedelic experience. I was working at um, the Base Defense Operations Center 
in Kuwait. It sounds like super cool. It does. Um, it sounds like awesome. Sounds fucking awesome. Like I want to go there right now. It's. Do you have the button to take us there, like the Stargate? I mean, that'd be amazing too. But at at the base defense, whatever you said, do you have the button just to launch everything? No, no, dude. They they would never trust me with that. Like, you know, like. Is, is it? Uh, they, they're trusting some people with some high level buttons like, right now in the U.S. government. You ever, you ever see? You ever see Casino? Like that was the last time they trusted guys like us with something like that. Yeah, yeah, they never trusted guys like us with something like that. Um, so, uh, fuck yeah. So like, I'm walking from the 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 B-Dock to the Chow Hall. Yeah, and it's probably a good. Maybe 200 yards, if that. Um, but I was walking at night, and it's, it's you know, it's, I would say it's dark, but I mean, you have light alls everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's light. It's pretty well lit up uh, a couple of places, right? And I'm walking to the chow hall, and in my brain, I can see like a drone coming out of the top of my skull, coming up and looking down over the chow hall, oh, crazy. into the back of the chow hall, and seeing almost immediately. Uh, the structure of it and how it was built. I'd been in there like many times before. So I knew how it was built and it was like, there was a fucking blueprint in my brain for the building and how I was going to go there and how in my head I was going to order my food. And that day I was going to eat clean and da, 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 da. And I did that. And that was my first uh, wow. experience with alpha brain. I was like, fuck yeah. So, um, if I, you, if you have, if you, you know, that was my first experience. It was like, I was really on it that day, and I was I was sold. In that part of my career, I felt like I was on fire. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't have an experience like that. Uh, I mean, I sit here and get jealous every time I hear someone talk about when they try a new supplement that's supposed to be mind blowing or like kratom. Everyone's like this, that, that, and like I didn't have any of those experiences, but I did feel a difference. Yeah. So like kratom, I've heard a lot of people say like it was it was almost like I was on cocaine, but not like on cocaine, they, they explain it and be like, I get you. I get you. I just felt like I had a little bit more energy. Like I was, it was on the verge of falling asleep, but then I was like, no, I'm awake now. I'm good to go. Um, alpha brain though. I just felt keyed in like whatever task I was doing, no matter how mundane it was, it was like, this is important as fuck right now. I need to get it done and I need to be the best I can with it. So I could be doing payroll at work. And it's like, I suck at math. Luckily, my payroll is not very math heavy. But it was like, wow, okay, okay, no, this is wrong. Why is this wrong? This is why it's wrong. Okay, and I just don't feel like I could have done it as efficiently without the Alpha Brain. Now, when we talk about training in Alpha Brain or doing tournaments in Alpha Brain, holy shit, it's uh, it's not quite as drones coming out of my head and seeing everything and predicting the future. But it is, it does feel like I'm one step ahead. Which, without supplementation, I feel like I'm a step behind on everything. Yeah. Uh, in training, so in jiu-jitsu or in MMA. Um, you know, the last tournament, it was just like, I, I felt like I could predict what my opponent was doing next, which way he was going to roll, which foot he was going to step with, where he was going to grip before he did it, and was able to counteract that. Whereas in normal training, I'm just like, oh shit, man, this this, uh, this sucks. I'm getting pounded here. Um Sorry, we're looking at the dogs that are still outside that want to come in. Don't worry, folks. It's not cold. It's Alaska, but it's still kind of warm. It's Yeah, this is warm Alaska. This isn't 
I mean, you're lifelongian, right? Like, yeah. Okay. So have you ever seen a, a Noctober like this? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, Fairly common? Uh, it, it's usually a little chillier. But, I mean, a lot of people think, oh, October, it should be snowy by now. And I've, I've seen plenty of Octobers. I've seen plenty of Halloweens. That's October 31st with no snow. Uh, then again, I've seen quite a few Septembers, early Septembers with snow. Uh, oh. On the slope, we got snow. Um, it's We've already gotten some some windy days, some days that that we've almost canceled or delayed some flights. Yeah. Uh, shoot, I just flew in Monday and it was so foggy down here on the Kenai and it was really foggy in Anchorage too that my flight was delayed. And when we were coming in into the Kenai Municipal Airport, I I uh, I had to come to Jesus moment because we didn't see the ground until we almost hit the ground. I've never been scared on a flight until that one. Okay, so every time I get on one of those planes, uh, going to or from Kenai, Kenai International, sir, it's Kenai International Airport. Is it? It's a hub. It, I guess it is. It's a hub, sir. The it Air Force flies, loves it. flies all over the world. Uh, in fact, other places too. Uh, so every time I get on a plane there, in the back of my mind, not even in the back, it's like in the middle now. Um, the, you know, my pineal gland is is screaming the music uh, from Indiana Jones. Because you know, those planes, I really feel, you know, like they're coming straight out of the mid 40s, early 50s. Easily. Yeah. You know, Easily. Now you're talking Grant, right? I'm talking about I'm talking about Grant where like I can see the pilot right there. Exactly. Okay, so anyone who's not from Alaska, especially not from an area that has Grant Aviation. Grant Aviation is a small single prop plane. Uh, what what kind is it? I don't know. Planes. I don't know. Small single prop plane is the best Dash way to eight or something. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's a commuter plane. It's a uh, caravan, isn't it? It's yeah. The same way it's like a it's like a Ford Econol line yeah. with with an engine. Um, it's got. It might actually be it's a got little like bit lighter. Eight or nine seats yeah. in it, so it's a little bit more than like the Cubs that you see. You see the hunters going yeah, out. Yeah, so but, like in a Ford a Ford yeah, Econoline. It's a Ford Econoline with wings, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But there's no cockpit per se. No, there's, there's just a dude. Yeah, you you can see and talk to your pilot in flight. The very first <laughs> row has a has a a, a, a fucking steering wheel. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> in fact, so there's not there's not a pilot and co-pilot. There's just a pilot. There's and a dude. sometimes if they're like, "Hey, we got this person that needs to fly south or needs to fly north," they you know we we have the there there is a second seat up front next to the pilot. Sometimes they'll throw a random person up there. Oh, I'll take it. Oh, I know. But you got to wear the headset and you got to talk to the guy the whole time. You know <laughs> me. I'm just like, this is a flight. I want to chill, listen to music. I- I don't see why you would have to talk to him. Because he wants you to wear the headset. Yeah, but who's he going to be? Yeah, Yeah. maybe. But but I want to. I want to know is that second headset because it's got a mic on it. Can you talk to the FAA guys with that? I wonder if they shut that down. Oh, I'm sure they shut that down. There's no way because because they had to give it to some some eight year old. Or Ooh. some thirteen-year-old who went on there and was like, "Penis, penis, <laughs> penis, really big penis, vagina." Yeah. So, do you know what I mean? I'm thirty, and that's what I would do. You're supposed to do that. exactly. Yeah. Um. Well, shit, man. 
Will, thank you so much for your time, and thank you for the strike force. No, no um, you were talking about training. Where do you train? I train at Redemption MMA in Soldotton, Alaska. Okay. Uh, we just moved. I don't know the address. We just moved over by uh, where the new uh, Studio 49 is, and it's next to the uh, one of the new Thai places and the Lazy Fish sushi place yeah so it used to so be it smells like really good thai food half the time used to be uh sal's it did yeah it yeah, was sal's, sal's and then it was it was a steakhouse recently mm-hmm. now it's a thai joint there was um, a bowling alley there was a bowling alley yeah there? Where, where redemption and studio 49 are yeah that was once a joined unit we we put a wall up between the two um that was once a joined unit where it's a little bowling alley Alright. New location. Uh, kids classes with May Britton, world champion May Britton. May Britton's there a lot. Uh, uh, George Grossman. It's kind of the George Grossman is the head jujitsu instructor now, and Isaac Polizar right. is the owner and just overall head coach okay. for everything. Um, but yes, world World Champion. World champion May Britton. Yeah, not world champignon, because that's German for mushroom. She's not a world mushroom. No, she's not a world mushroom. No, she's no. a world champion. Yes, she is. Classy lady, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. She'll beat you. She, she will beat you down. She's a, she's a good murder wrestler. Yes, she she's, is. She's among the best. So, yeah. so she And she also does her uh, women's self-defense course. Mm-hmm. Trying to, uh been trying to get her on the podcast, and it is, the schedule just never works out. Like It's always like, I see her, and then it's like, let's do this, and the schedule always falls through. So yeah. uh, I will make it happen with her. We'll get that podcast. Real quick, digression from where we're kind of wrapping up yeah. here. Um, anyone who wants to actually get into some science behind intermittent fasting, obviously I can't give you science stuff because I just have an associate's degree in paramedicine. Where would you send them? I would send you to Dr. Rhonda Patrick. Uh, if you want to, if you want to look up a real good one where it's not just her, but you get some more than just science, but also get some entertainment, check her out on the Joe Rogan podcast, the Joe Rogan experience that is. Yes. Um, um now have you checked out any of her other information? I she did a, a really long piece on... The carnivore diet, she is not a fan of it. I haven't, I've mainly listened to her. She doesn't call it intermittent fasting. Hers is more time-restricted eating, which essentially is the same thing with just like a slightly different mental aspect to it of how you're thinking about it. Um, but no, I haven't really listened to a lot of her other stuff, more just the time-restricted eating stuff. Because most of what I listened to her from was when I was looking into this weight cut. And she uh, she provides a lot of really good information yeah. on saunaing as well. Oh yeah, yeah, um, the health benefits of saunaing. So I guess in an ideal world, you probably sauna for about fifteen minutes a day and don't eat very much. However, I could do with the sauna. However, I will I will say that Doctor Rhonda Patrick is probably in far superior health to myself. Uh, if you hear me hacking cough, it's because. Of This was delicious, by the way. Strike Force? Yeah, Strike Force. And you had the uh, the original flavor, which right. is called Original. I still haven't pinned down what the flavor is. I'm drinking the Strike Force grape. Uh, I'm going to say that this is, we're just going to go with Wild Berry, oh. which anytime you can't describe a flavor and it's kind of sweet, I'm going to call it Wild Berry. Wild Berry, I like that one. Yeah. They also have, in, in addition to Original Grape, they got Lemon and Orange. Okay. And if you uh, if you like a little alcohol, uh, check out some vodka, Lacroix, and that Strike Force Orange. You'll be in for a good night. I would say don't do too many though. One, you know, alcohol will 
mess you up. And too many LaCroix, especially if yeah. you're a guy, yeah. you might slip into some dude-on-dude dude stuff. Exactly. You're drinking LaCroix. I, you might turn. No you might judgment. start drinking pumpkin spice no lattes judgment. and shit. It's only two ways it can go. Uh, both of them in, involve your feminization. Yeah, this is. He's got a point, but at the same time, so it's pretty good tasting. Fucking, if you're gonna have one, fight a stranger just to just you, to you clarify to. things. Yeah, you, you have to keep up. that masculine nature up. Somehow. Yeah, like gotta go for the biggest, the biggest dude in the bars. Like fucking start that fight. He did nothing wrong. He's just trying to hang out with his wife or girlfriend. And be a gentleman. No, not you. You had that LaCroix and vodka and strike force. You ain't taking no shit. Exactly. Or if you want to be a little bit more manly and not have to fight some rando, the lemon strike force and a good half of ice. Oh, I don't know. A little bit of lemon with your beer. Yeah. I, can I can imagine, like, if you have, um, like, I don't drink anymore. I used yeah. to drink a lot. I was stationed in, in Germany. I love German beer. I love Kolsch. Uh, I love a good Kolsch. I love... I was drinking Kolsch last um, night. I love a good Kolsch. I love getting Kolsch in Cologne. It's super dope. Uh, or going to Belgium for um, like for beer runs. It was very cool. We go to Belgium and go to um, when we go to Holland on our, yeah. our beer runs. But yeah, a little bit of little bit of lemon juice. Some places they call it a Mick Two. Um, but yeah, Mick Two. Mick Two. I don't know where it's not like you can get a McDonald's, but you could get a beer at McDonald's. I don't know, maybe you get a splash of like Fanta as well. Where did we go wrong when you can't get a beer at McDonald's in the U.S.? Okay, so uh, I know where we went wrong. L- yeah. Let me ask you a question. Let me. How many times have you gone through the drive-through and they fucked up your order? happened at least a couple of times uh, yeah i mean okay. in my entire life i can't use i have to use more than two hands to count that yeah i mean just, and we're not talking massive examples um but now you throw into the equation like you're serving alcohol to like drunk americans at mcdonald's who are arguing over the dollar menu when they're drunk no it's a good idea that we don't have beer i think a beer in mcdonald's any place that fucking has Happy Meals and alcohol is going to lend itself to some trauma. Like, I don't know why, like, I never saw it. Like, maybe it's because it wasn't in the United States, but why I never saw some drunk dude at McDonald's beating the shit out of his kid on the playground. Because that, well, just doesn't happen there. Um, But that would probably happen in the U.S. within the first week and a half. Especially in Alabama. Oh, fuck. Man. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I haven't spent a lot of time in Alabama, but... Shit. I think... Man. Yo, Alaska in January, if they had beer at McDonald's, what would that... How many birthdays do you think they would put there? Like, how many birthdays could you do at McDonald's if you could have beer there? Kids would have birthdays there all the all time. All the time. That yeah, place would never be empty. Yeah, because you couldn't have a you couldn't have a birthday at a bar. No. Sure as shit, do it at McDonald's. You can get a cake, you can get chicken nuggets, and you can get shitty local beer. Shitty local beer? Come on. Yeah, it would be shitty local beer that's McDonald's would talk about. And it should be shitty local beer. If you're like serving It wouldn't beer. even be local, it'd be Coors Light. Nope. Nope, it's gotta be local. Scott, I'm fairly certain that at the the Bitburg, like the McDonald's in Bitburg, they probably serve Bitburger beer. Bitburger beer. And I would imagine that, like, I, I assume, I don't remember, I was kind of drunk, uh, but the 
Cologne McDonald's probably had a beer that was more local to Cologne. So yeah. like that, yeah, if you're gonna be, you know, if you're gonna serve people alcohol, keep it local, I guess. Um, I'm, not, you know. I'm all about keeping it local. My, my fridge, most of my beer is local. Yeah, Yo, you get if like we had local whiskey, other than you know stuff that you can only go to Anchorage to get. I'd have a whiskey shelf full of local whiskey. I got a shelf full of local stuff. Oh, I bet you do. Yeah. Um, no, but like you could have like your Skilak brown ale while you're while you're chewing on your. Uh, your McFish. I thought you were gonna say on your chaga, but no, right. chewing on your chewing on your McFish while you're you know you're drinking fish ale. Good times. And then the next morning you can go back for McGangbang. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, double cheeseburger with a chicken patty in the mail. Exactly. Who taught favorite. you that? Uh, it's a buddy of mine, Craig. Oh, I was at a station with. Oh yeah. Oh god. Have you heard of the Sea Aaron Land? Oh yeah, it's the the McGangbang with the uh, the, with the the Mc. Fish. Yeah, the fishy, whatever they call the it. Fish fillet. It's probably not fish. It's got to be at least half fish. It's probably like thirty percent fish. I've never had it. Just something about fish and McDonald's doesn't doesn't go well with me. Fast food and fish. I think I'll. Yeah, but why is it the way it's acceptable when it's beef? Like we'll accept. True. We can accept True. like. The cow that had a shitty because fucking existence. This is I'm, I'm an Alaskan. We're kind of fish snobs. You know, we, we ship all of our pink salmon to Texas to be canned. And sold on the shelves for them to think they're getting Alaska salmon. I'll eat a pink any day. Sounds delightful. I don't know. Yeah. I, I've never... I feel like I should eat more fish because I live here. Yeah. But I really don't eat a lot you of fish. You know what, honestly, I don't eat a ton of fish either. Most of my fish is actually at work. Um, I, th- I think the last time I had fish was at one of our local restaurants. I got, like, the captain's fucking special plate and didn't, don't give a fuck. Yeah. Do not care at all. All right, man. We got to wrap all this right. up. I got to get back to doing dad shit. And it is... What is that? Four seventeen? Four thirteen? Four thirteen. So yeah, it's almost the holy hour. Almost. Wow. Yeah. All right. Take it. So right. Will, if people are interested in training jujitsu, where would you send them? Uh, I, I got to go with my bias. Redemption MMA in Sladen, Alaska. We, I mean, we call ourselves Redemption MMA, but we're jujitsu heavy, and we do have some striking classes. And we got kids' classes. And they have kids. And uh, if you can't make it to evening classes, uh, you know, you you got kids. Maybe you do work. Maybe you don't work. Maybe you work like me where you're gone half the time, but you're you're home half the time. Pretty renowned kids. We have we have afternoon an afternoon class too a few days a week. So the kids program. The kids program developed some uh, some monsters. It has. You know, uh, Lizzie Clay started with us. She is also a world champion. Uh, yeah. you also, I mean, Sean, young Sean Babbitt. Sean Babbitt. He is Sean, the, the young man, like the, the, the boy man. The, yeah, exactly. He's barely 16 and the dude's been participating, uh, competing at the adult level for about two years. Um, let me tell you, we got promoted to blue belt at the same time. This kid destroys me with, without even trying. Well, he okay. So he also has a, a like a farming background, he does. right? Yeah, so he's, he's, he's got farmer. like that farmer strength. Yeah. Uh, so he's got that that farmer strength, that like deceptive like wrestler strength. He's exactly. also he's also a wrestler, uh, also a wrestler, and if I'm not mistaken, state champion in that as well. I 
think so. I, I, I might be mistaken on yeah. that, but he did, like, his first year wrestling, he did quite well mm-hmm. uh, in, in large part uh, because of his background in jiu-jitsu. Exactly, so, yeah. Um, if and he's you're... been doing jujitsu since you know before I started too. It was the only reason we got promoted to blue belt together is he can't get blue belt till you're 16. So he's he's really been at that level yeah. for a, a few years now. And he's he's a killer. Um, yeah. We got we got other other young ones coming up. You know he's he's helping them out. Uh, yeah. Our coaches are training them up. It's these these kids at Redemption. They're going to be uh, monsters in a few years. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you very very much yeah. for your time. Thank you, Bill. All right. And uh, folks at home, I'll let you know how the intermittent fasting goes with me, or as I, I'm going to like to call it, uh, not eating to try and get my body tight for the summer. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, plug away if you're still listening. Uh, so this Saturday, I'll be DJing at Four Royal Parkers after the fights. Fuck, we're not going to get to wrap this up because we still got to do our picks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Difficult. God Gosh dang it. Some of y'all are people of the Lord. Dag gum. All right. So, um, that's, that's cause I, I insulted Alabama earlier. I'm sorry for that. So I had to give you a little. Yeah. yeah. So this Saturday I'm DJing at Fort Royal Parkers, uh, after the fights, after the main event, after the Habib and Connor fight. But let's, uh, let's run down this, this, the full like main event, not the, well, so we have the two main events. We've got, mm-hmm. uh, what I think is really should be called the number one contender shot. Um, between the the real champion, I'll say he's the real champion. Tony Ferguson, the man who was stripped of his belt, uh, is fighting Anthony Pettis. I still don't understand this stripping. Maybe you can explain it to me. He got injured. I don't in promoting the fight, promoting the fight that he was about to be in. Um, yeah, he got injured promoting the fight that he was about to be in. So they stripped him. How many people have gotten injured that they didn't strip for how many years they were on the DL, you know? Well, okay, so even better, you have the, um, you know, the, the intermittent belt for welterweight, which is a <laughs> fucking joke. Um, but, yeah, so you have Tony Ferguson, Anthony Pettis. Do you think Tony Ferguson came back too quick? You know, I... I watched some of his training videos, and he, first off, he knows his be- his body knows. way better than I do. And yeah, and his uh, coaches know his readiness way better than we do. And uh, I mean, he's 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 an animal. He's training with a with a bunch of animals, a bunch of really smart animals. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> I I say he's ready. All right. I How s- do you see it going? Oh man. Um, you think Pettis targets the legs? I think Pettis does target them legs. It, it's the fight game. If you're not in it to win it, then you need to get out. Yeah. So it may be a douche move, but yeah. If I, I know someone's coming in and they they're coming off a knee injury and surgery, or if anything you know like Tony that, Ferguson is going to fight you yeah. and he just had a bad bad knee injury, yeah, man. If I'm Anthony Pettis, I'm going to swing those little mm-hmm. fucking baseball bat legs at uh, Tony's front leg oh. and then his rear leg. I'm going to... Exactly. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing inside moving. leg kicks too. And I'm moving. I'm bouncing mm-hmm. all around. I'm going to make that man work on, work his knee out. Exactly. And I don't want him... Uh, I don't want to get in the pocket with him either. Because no, he's, he's going to work in the pocket. He's He's got some amazing striking. Pettis has got some amazing striking too, but Ferguson's got some amazing striking. 
they can work in to bring you to the mat and just 10 p the hell out of you. Well, he's yeah, yeah. I think he's a longer fighter as well. Yeah. Um. All right. So we got some action outside. Perhaps. Uh, all right. Now, how do you see the main event going? Ooh. Oh, wait, well, let's finish. Okay. How do you, how do you see how do you see Pettis and uh, Ferguson going? Ferguson by Darce. That's a Ferguson. Okay. Now, how do you see Habib and Connor going? Now, how does my heart want it, or what do I see? How do you see it? Um, well, I mean, we all know that, that Connor's biggest weapon is a hand truck. Ah, okay. Uh, no, Jesus. I mean... He, he gets you with that left. You're going nice. So the dogs are so excited by that the, joke. The They're like, fuck, that's the funny. Like, Amazing. Good joke. He just gave the driest dad joke in the world. Um, so I see it. I see it more than one round. Possibly more than two rounds. Uh, Ferg- or no, not Ferguson. Wow, we're on it. Habib, he's, he's, he's elusive. And he's... In- He's got that Russianness going for him. I know he's not from Russia, but I just generalize everyone in that area Russian. Um, yeah, they're, they're just hard asses. But McGregor is—he's a—he's a brilliant athlete. He's—he's um, he's conceited. He's arrogant. Um, he's a narcissist. But he has got just amazing fight knowledge. And he grew up in the fight game. You know, he started as a child in the fight game. I see if... The same thing could be said. Yeah, you know, uh, both of them. Both of them did. The same thing could be said, yeah, about um, about Habib with his father. And his yes. father's plan to drag people down and, and exactly. the dog shit out of them. Exactly. Um, now, if I wanted to break it down, I'd say if, uh, if Habib takes it to the mat... Habib easily, you know, he's smash boy. He smashes. Uh, if Connor can, which Connor, I watched a great breakdown on, on Connor's uh, takedown defense. It's pretty brilliant, especially if you're a lefty, like he is going against a right handed striker, a right handed fighter. Um, yeah, I found it on BJJ Scout on YouTube. Uh, I'm you know, sure he's a jujitsu guy, but he does more than that. He's been a lot of, focusing a lot on MMA breakdowns now. And uh, I think out of just about anyone in the division, Connor probably has the best takedown defense. Now, you know, he can get caught, as we've seen before, with, with people who really, really specialize in takedowns or really specialize in map fighting, ground fighting, as opposed to the stand-up game. But uh, I think it's going to be an exciting fight. I think it's, you know, either way it goes, we're either going to see a nice little stand-up exchange uh, going to the mat, I think it's going to be back and forth. You know, Habib's going to take him down a few times. Connor's going to get back up. They're going to throw blows. Um, it, I think it's going to be a big test for both of them. I don't know if I can really pick one on this. What about you? I'm learning more and more about the root of Conor McGregor's shit talking. <laughs> and and it leads me to believe that 
either he knows something we don't know, because I didn't understand the how's Noah comment. Yeah. So his coach, or his manager, Ali, has a, a kid named Noah that he owes thousands of dollars in child support on. Mm. You're Habib's manager. Like, you should be able to clear that shit up pretty quickly. Like, you should be able to clear that check up. Uh, another thing that I, I read, and I, 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 have to, I have to be careful here, because I, I might be remembering this one a little bit wrong. We don't have anyone looking this up. But I believe that from what I read, Ali had uh, was also an informant. That's when... Uh, Connor referred to him as a terrorist snitch. Okay. He had uh, wor- he um, he had worked as an informant, and that's uh, for the FBI, and that's how he got his citizenship. Uh. So there's that. I don't know how accurate any of that information is. That was just off the interwebs. Mm. I don't know, man. I I want it to be a long, bloody thing because I want to hear the shit talking. Hashtag like the, just bleed. Hashtag just bleed. Like, I just imagine that, like, if it goes out of the second round, it's going to be a long, painful night yeah. for Conor McGregor. Yeah. But if it's inside of the first two rounds, it's going to be a fucking short night for Habib. Somebody's O's got to go. And you know, another factor in this is when's the last time Connor fought? About, what, a year and a half ago? Close to? His last time in any combat was over a year ago. Was Mayweather. Yeah. A boxing match. Now, when's the last time he was in the cage? Uh, About two years ago, and he's still, two and a half years ago, and and he slept. And he slapped the champion, Eddie Alvarez. He did. He did. And but he's, didn't he's, seem to put in a lot of work either. Yeah. Um, step up from playing still, touch in the park. This is a good step up from t- playing touch in the park. I think he still does that, though. Does the fucking, you yeah. know, fucking the Vince McMahon walk? Yeah. So um, he's, he's, he's had a layoff from fighting. But again, it's Conor McGregor. As, as much as his bullshit irritates me, as much as his antics frustrate me and make a mockery of the sport, it's Conor fucking McGregor. He he is a, like I said, he's a narcissistic, just show-off asshole. But he's one of the greatest athletes in this sport. I just, I just imagine Habib <laughs> so, on top of him saying, "Why you no quit? Why you no quit? Why you no quit? I, I, I have your location. I, I, I need this. You don't. Inshallah, I will kill you. Um, <laughs> and that kind of makes me happy to envision this. Like I just, but I in the end, I want, it. I want a good fight. I do. I want, I want to fight the, the. Is, is worth watching, is worth paying the money for because yeah. ultimately like this, this, this card is the first card in, um, I don't know. I, I think maybe we've ordered, this would be our second card that we've ordered this year. Right. We don't order cards like we used right. to because there, there aren't a lot of fights that I, I want to spend money exactly. on. Exactly. And they're expensive. 
Yeah. So when you have something like this and like I'm having friends over and we're having a party, we're, you know, like we're treated like a potluck, you know? So uh, I, I think that also a lot of my friends are doing that. They're getting their friends together. They're having, you know, people come out and then, then I get to plug this and I'm DJing an after party depending on how long the fights go. We're assuming 9.30-ish. That's a good 9.30-ish. It's a good guess. Could yeah. be sooner. Yeah, it, but whatever time it gets done, uh, probably about 10 minutes after that. I just got to get, uh, got to get a, you know, I got to get a ride. Get a ride. I'm not driving. I understand that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't drink, but you got to be responsible. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. Yeah. I, might, I might have a little bit too much Red Bull. Or a little bit too much strike force. Too much strike force. Yeah, because I'm gonna fuck. This is cool. Strike man. force in your coffee. <sighs> See how that goes. Oh, um, all right. Well, thank you so much for your time. If yeah. people have any questions, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, you, they, you well, I, I am on Instagram. All right. Uh, as? I'm probably most active on that is uh, at the Will Manuel M A N U E L. Right. I, I got a Twitter. Um, I don't really do much on Twitter except but for Chete don't where. tweet either. Yeah. I I don't understand Twitter. I got it a long time ago. I don't understand it. I did have a Twitter. I signed up for one a very long time ago. If you want to get on that Twitter, it's also at the Will Manual. I guess I'm a narcissist because I'm the Will, you know. And if and if you want to reach out to the podcast, you can reach out to us at the Woke and Baked Podcast at gmail.com I will answer all of your questions as soon as I get your emails because I don't have a fucking life without notifications the only joy in my life I know right it's amazing how much control it has over you uh, I actually have a plug uh, that I, I put into uh, my anus oh. and every time that I get a text message or a notification it goes off in my butt oh you want to hook me up with the name of that? Yeah, I got the app for you. All right, perfect. It's uh, Butt Plug Text is the app. I'm going to look yeah, that it's, up Yeah, it's in the Apple Store, I'm sure. I got an Android. Fuck, I'm sure it's in the Android Store as well. I hope so. You get the iPlug. Um, nothing wrong with Butt Play, guys. Nothing. No, ask your mother. No, seriously. Ask your mother about butt stuff. See what she has to say. Maybe she can give you some guidance. Hashtag no homo. Hashtag... Maybe a little bit of homo. Maybe ask your mother. Hashtag just the first knuckle. Maybe. <laughs> Hashtag it was a different time. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, well, uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for your time, yeah, man. Thank yeah. you so much for your picks. Have a great weekend and uh, have a fucking keep us up to date, man. Yeah. All right, man. Have a great day. All right. All right. And now we got to wait 10 seconds so that the producer circuit... Um, can normalize this. We gotta get 10, 10 seconds of silence. Let's get this back to the top.